heading to Nashville tomorrow. Late night recording. Gotta bust this thing. Welcome to the Mindset Art Podcast. I'm your host and mindset coach, CJ Leedy. And do you struggle to stay motivated to work out? Have you ever wished you could stay a little more consistent with your exercise? Maybe you know the importance of staying physically healthy, but can't seem to overcome the hurdle of time, prioritization, and maybe just feeling like a lazy motherfucker sometimes. Today should help with that. A study from 2009 indicates that less than 50% of United States adults are considered regularly physically active. And in Canada, a bunch of lazy mofos says only 50% of adults meet national physical activity recommendations. Sorry to call you out. Don't blame me. Blame the study. And this also says in Europe, on a typical week, 60% of adults engage in zero physical activity, exercise, or sports. So why is this? You know, we all have a body. We've got one body that we use to navigate through life with. It's essentially your vehicle that you're driving through life. And the blessing and the curse of it all, it's not one of these types of things where you get what you get and that's just what you have. The reality is actually we have a ton of power over our body and the condition that it's in. You can modify it, you can enhance it, you can improve it, or you can let it degrade itself. And the blessing and the curse of that is because it means that what we do to it affects its ability to be what we want it to be. So therefore, when you're taking the right steps to build your health, it trends in the right direction. And when we're slacking or caving on the ice cream, the chips for too long, and we're neglecting the Stairmaster or getting out on a walk, taking the dog out around the block, you know, we start to trend in the wrong direction. And the other sort of blessing and the curse at the same time is that you can't really notice a change after a couple of days of a habit, right? Which has its pros and its cons. You know, you could eat like shit for two days or you could work out like a crazy person, eat really well for two days. And odds are you're not going to see much of a change regardless of which way you swung. But over the long run, over the weeks, the months, the years, these decisions add up in a big way. And reaching your dream body or living longer or having more quality of life in your years, having that endurance to do your favorite activities and not be too tired to enjoy them at their full capacity. Maybe it's having the stamina to fall through on your just dreams to go above and beyond in your career or whatever it is that's important to you. You know, over the long run, all of these things catch up with us. It's these little decisions along the way that make all of those things possible or impossible. Could let them slip away They turn the dream into reality or you let them slip into an idea of what potential could have been for you. You know, if you had decided to live a different life, take a few different actions more consistently, build some good habits, take care of your health and be in the physical body that you need to drive your way through life in the direction that you want to go. And as I mentioned in the last podcast where we started discussing self-determination theory, the number one request that I receive as a coach is how do I stay motivated to exercise consistently over the long run? And as somebody who has exercised consistently for probably about 15 years, I had to slow down and really ask myself, you know, why have I been, you know, why have I been able to stick with this for so long? And I paired that with a bunch of research on the topic as well. And I've realized the answer. But it's one thing to know it, because today we're going to lay it out. We're going to tell you what it is. But it's a whole other thing to embed it deeply into your subconscious and create habits around it, which is why I've created a 30-day and a 60-day coaching program that's built around exercise motivation, which really consists of about a 30- to 45-minute call once a week for the first month and then every other week for the second month, mixed in with a couple of other activities, resources that you can use, and some specific visualizations. But essentially, we break down all of the elements of motivation, specifically as they relate to you and your style and what exercise and health look like 
to you in your life. It's about forming the effective thought processes for long-term exercise motivation. And quite honestly, I think it's a lot different than what you're going to find in your typical exercise coaching program because it's based in the science found in a cross-examination of 66 top studies on exercise motivation. They're all studies based on why do people work out for long periods of time, consistent over years and years, decades and decades, versus some people who maybe pick it up, set it back down, pick it back up, or people who don't work out at all. Or people who want to work out and maybe work out a little bit here and there, but can't seem to stay consistent. What are the difference makers in all of those? There were 66 different studies done that all compiled their information into this really good study. But before we get into the answer and what is found in them, where does the problem really lie? Because in order to find out a solid answer, you got to have a clear understanding of the issue at stake. So why don't people work out? Well, there's a handful of factors, but two things really stand out. One is prioritization. A lot of people recognize the importance of exercise, the importance of taking good care. They recognize that their body is the vehicle that they're using to run their way through life. They know anybody you ask, hey, is it important to exercise? Is it good for you? Does it feel good? Does it lead to positive outcomes? 99.99999% of people are going to go, yep, low-key, I know I should be doing that or doing more of that or I already do a lot of it and I love it, it's an essential part of my life. Just about everybody's going to respond in that way. But the prioritization isn't there for a lot of people. They're not valuing the outcome enough to make it a strong priority in their life. You know, it's tough when you've got competing demands of your career or your education, maybe your family obligations, or other hobbies that you participate in, or watching freaking Netflix. You know, it's a resource. It's a resource of energy and time that could be invested in other things. And quite honestly, typically, it's something that requires that extra level of effort. A lot of the other activities we do are a little bit more instant gratification, aren't as taxing on an energy standpoint. So by nature, our mind just says, hey, why don't you just do that one instead? It becomes easier to prioritize those easier activities. But number two, the second reason that a lot of people fail to work out as much as they would like to, these studies show that a lot of it came down to they didn't feel sufficiently competent at physical activities, or maybe they didn't feel physically fit or skilled enough to go out and exercise, or maybe they had a health limitation that created a barrier to going out and doing the work. And it's interesting that that comes up, especially because as we talked about in self-determination theory, one of the principles is competence. The feeling of being good at something is a huge indication of motivation and consistency of action, creating that autonomy and taking the action without much thought. So all of these things lead back to a feeling of lack of motivation, lack of interest, or the belief that there's not enough time and energy throughout the day to put into that. So what are your priorities? Do you have any specific hindrances towards working out? Do you have any physical ailments that are slowing you down? Or do you feel like you lack the competence to maybe go in and start working out more often? Those are the two biggest answers as to why people do not work out. There's also a large portion of the population that just says, you know what, I just don't care. I really don't care about working out. I don't care about exercising. I don't think it's that important for the way that I live my life. And hey, that's just fine. If that's your MO, by all means. Everybody's got a different perspective on what's important to them in life, and they're entitled to that. I think it's a beautiful thing. But altogether, what is the answer? How do we combat this feeling? What were these 66 studies showing us? What is the mindset? What is the mentality that you and I can adopt to create that consistent exercise, the consistent habit of showing up and getting the work done? well into our old age. As we learned in the last podcast, those who find consistent motivation year after year after year, the long-run habitual actions, those people have a high level of self-determination. And not just in general, but specifically within a specific avenue of their life. 
So as it relates today, exercise. People who work out on a consistent basis, not just for maybe five years, not just maybe for a sports season, but for their entire life, it really comes back to the fundamentals of self-determination theory. What these 66 studies really found was that it comes back to an intrinsic desire to exercise. It's not about the societal rewards. It's not about people telling them that they look good. It's not about some specific sports function where they're able to win a prize or a reward. It's not even from chasing a specific goal that motivates them. It's about an intrinsic feeling. It's not even about having a clear why. Having a why is this important to me. But what was found is that people who work out consistently enjoy working out. When they think about working out, they're like, hell yeah, that's something I want to do today. When they're there working out, they're like, oh, this feels so good. I'm so happy that I'm here. And after they worked out, they're like, man, I'm freaking happy that I worked out today. It's not about these long-term goals. It's not about this gratification that comes from outside. It's about the internal feelings and emotions that you experience as it relates to exercise, as it relates to health itself. So when you think of exercise, when you think of health, is it an enjoyable thought process? Is it something where you're like, oh yeah, I freaking love that. I love just doing it. Not because of what it gains me, not because of how people interpret me and my behavior, but just because, you know what? I just love doing it. Is that you? Is that how you feel? Odds are is if it is, if you were able to look into the future and think about yourself working out later today or tomorrow and see that positively, like, oh yeah, I want to go do that. And when you are there, you feel it like, you know what? I actually just love being here. I love the feeling of working out. I enjoy the endorphins. I enjoy this experience. And afterwards, you look back at it like, man, I'm glad that I did that. If you have all of that just down to the specific action on a day-to-day piece where it's not rooted in, oh, it's so important for me to exercise long-term in my life. I believe that me being healthy and being able to take care of my kids and all that kind of stuff, those things are good. They help you to trigger your action, but those are not the elements that lead to long-term consistent exercise. It's all about the intrinsic element. And like I mentioned, I've looked back at the last 15 years of working out really consistently. I never really thought that much of it until I started to put this program together and ask myself, why has that happened? And I see clearly that this is something that I enjoy. I like working out. I like the idea of working out. I like physically working out. And I like the feeling of having worked out. And I'm not hard on myself. It's actually something that I enjoy. If I miss a day, I don't care. I'm not hard on myself. It's not this whole experience of like, oh man, this is something that I have to do. I'm supposed to do all that. No, it's something I want to do. It's something that I enjoy doing. So it's not a burden to me. It's not an expectation. It's a it's a reward. Is the physical action of working out is so enjoyable that even when I miss it, I'm like, man, I'm just bummed that I miss it. I don't feel bad for missing it. It's also a very psychological experience. I think really clearly when I go out for a run or when I'm lifting weights. For whatever reason, my thoughts are very pure. It's like I can take whatever's going on in my life and think really powerful, confident thoughts while exercising. And when I'm done, I always feel this refreshed sense of energy. I've got the endorphins floating around in my brain, especially when I'm a couple weeks into lifting or a couple weeks into running. It's like the most incredible feeling while working out. You know, it's really truly when you've broken through that phase of muscle getting sore, you get the pump as Arnold calls it, the pump. You start to feel really good in your mental health, but also just physically, it just feels good. 
You know, and there's a lot of talk about how a large percentage of depression is actually cured when the patient gets a few weeks into a consistent workout and healthy eating regimen. You know, you feel that energy. It's easier to get up in the morning. Your brain functions more effectively. Your recall improves. You overall just have more energy throughout the day as well. And you could even think about it like this. Imagine that this isn't like a depressing concept. Just imagine for a second that you're the only person on the planet. Something happened and you are the last person standing. You've decided, you know what, I want to continue to live my life. I want to keep going out, doing things, exploring, adventuring. I want to live my life. If you were the only person on the planet, would you work out? Would you exercise? If your initial thought is, hell no, what is the point? What's the reason of like looking good and being all in great shape if nobody's around to appreciate it? If that is your first thought, then the reason that you work out is extrinsic. It's the validation of the world around you. It's the specific societal rewards, and that does not last over the long run. If you're like, you know what, I would work out all the time, man. If it was just me and I was just running around the world, adventuring, exploring, you know, that would optimize the life process that I was living. I'd have more energy. I'd be more effective in the things that I was doing. It'd be more enjoyable and exciting just for me, just for my own appreciation of the world and of my life. It has nothing to do with anybody else. It's all about me. There's nobody else here to even appreciate it. It's just me. If that is your belief system, then you have that sense of intrinsic motivation. So what else did these 66 studies show? Well, like we've talked about, intrinsic motivation leads to long-term exercise motivation, but there is still a place for extrinsic motivation, and that is in the beginning. What triggers you to start taking action? If you have not been taking a lot of action, it's hard to just fire right into the intrinsic element. That tends to come later down the road. What you can do in the beginning is find a goal, find a reason to go ahead and work out. Go sign up for a marathon that's six months out and say, you know what, I'm going to do that. Choose a reward for yourself down the road. Say, you know what, if I work out for six months straight and I gain five pounds of muscle and I work out this many times a week, I'm going to go on a trip to Hawaii. In the beginning, extrinsic rewards can help you get off the couch, put that bag of chips in the garbage, and get to exercising. But the key is the long term is all about switching that over to the intrinsic element. So if the rewards help you get off the couch, then as you get into it all, make sure that you focus on the intrinsic element of it. Shift your thinking, shift the way that you're processing before you go to the gym, while you're at the gym, and afterwards, or whatever exercise is to you, if that's going for a walk, if that's a specific hobby that you like, whatever it is, create a positive internal environment about it. And as you reach that point, then it's about really leaning into the self-determination theory. That's what we talked about last time, which is autonomy, competence, and relatedness or connecting to a group. So it's really important to feel that you are good at what you're doing to build your skill set. So whether that's hiring a trainer, watching more things on YouTube, figuring out how to get good at that thing so you feel competent. Another important piece is the relatedness. So having a group, having a network of people who do this with you can really help root you into it. So whether that's going to a workout program where there's other people there and you can be a part of something bigger than just yourself, that's a really useful piece as well, or having a workout partner. But don't get too attached to only working out because you're with that group. Make sure that you are doing that because you enjoy it and not because you are feeling accountable to the other person that you're doing it with. So my 60-day program really leans on the findings of these studies. So the basis of it and what you can apply right now, even if you don't want to join the program, is to first of all, clearly define what health looks like to you, right? From a dietary perspective, a physical level, and also what is the exercise style that is important to you? 
The next piece is clarity, being specific about how much working out is a good fit for you in your life. How many days a week or how many hours a day? What is it for you? And then really finding a few extrinsic motivators that help to get you moving right off of the bat because your motivation needs to be high to get started and enter that habit. Maybe it's finding a YouTube influencer online that inspires you to work out more. Certainly when I notice my motivation start lacking, I turn to some of these different channels to watch them and see some different information about specific styles of working out or even just watching people work out. It's kind of weird, but watching people work out gets me into this mindset of like, shit, I need to be doing that too. And then there's a few other extrinsic pieces that we lean into into the course. But after that, it's all about how do we build this intrinsic motivation? How do we let go? So first of all, we see the future. We know the path. We know what it means to us to be healthy, to work out. We have a couple things that boost our sense of motivation in the beginning. But then how do we let go of all of that? How do we forget about the why? How do we forget about the path? How do we forget about the rewards and just learn to enjoy the moment of it? Enjoy the process. It's a very Buddhist concept, right? Let go of the outcomes and just focus on and enjoy the process because that's the key. That's what we found over long periods, over decades. The people who work out consistently have an intrinsic sense of motivation to do so. So how do we turn our thinking into, oh man, I'm genuinely excited to go work out today. And while you're there, man, I enjoy the whole process. Having truthful and legitimate positive feelings while you're doing it. And then afterwards being like, hell yeah, man, I feel good about that. I'm glad that I did it. That is what the process is about. It's about going in and reframing a lot of the thinking around exercise and staying healthy in general. So if this is something that you're interested in learning more about, like I said, I've got a 30 and a 60 day program. You can reach out to me at coach at cjleady.com. It's a customized program that can be a fit for you regardless of where you are in your current journey of exercise and health. And I'll leave you with the words of Jim Rohn. He says, take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. And you know what? I'll leave you with one more. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, the first wealth is health. So that is what we're working with today. Hey, it would mean the world to me if you want to leave a rating, review, or share this with somebody you thought might find value. More than anything, I appreciate you being here. For more info on the book launch, my exercise program, and other mindset motivation, head over to cjleady.com. This is the Mindset is our podcast, and thanks for going MIA with me today. Mm-hmm.